Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have unbelievable news for you. Our partners at Bet Online, they're getting it done, okay? It's where the game starts. And listen up, you can do NHL playoffs, you can do NBA playoffs, you can bet on a World Series winner, horse racing season in full go. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. And hey, it's super easy to get started. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's officially ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvalho in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in all May long and try their strawberry and banana twist. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carvel is open seven days a week, Brewer to Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and now offering strawberry banana twist soft serve all May long. So treat yourself to some Carvel. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. It's the ML Sports Platter, all over the major platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Go ahead, download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Burn Dairy, MyHotTub.com, and Carvel of North Syracuse. Go get your favorite ice cream cake today for any occasion. And I do want to throw a tip of the cap thank you as well to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, the Swan and Whitaker families, and Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices is a title sponsor of the ML Sports Platter. StanleyLawOffices.com. Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. My NFL Draft recap uh, tour continues, and I'm going to actually just polish off three teams. I usually do two and one, but I'm going to polish off three teams in the AFC West, I did the, man, what a division this is, huh? I mean, my goodness. Uh, I already did the Chiefs, and I'm going to do the Broncos, the uh, Chargers, and the Raiders uh, here today. And and it's, I mean, listen, it's terrifying looking at that division. I mean, I, whatever team you are having to go, you know, through six games of the mix of mahomes Reed. You know, Brett Veach, Biennemi, Kelsey, Russell Wilson, you know, Sutton, Judy, and the offensive weapons there in Denver. Um, you know, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, um, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones. I mean, holy cow. That division is absolutely uh, insane. And uh, let's get to it here. So, um, first of all, Denver, they had... Listen, like a lot of teams, like like Cleveland, like like some other teams I've talked about, they had a bunch of uh, they have a bunch of players already. They have they have a full roster. They have basically uh, a Super Bowl roster. They were just missing the quarterback. Now they've added the elite Russell Wilson, who a lot of people have written off. I don't, I have no idea why, but they've written him off because you know the guy's not allowed to get injured and come back too early and you know not look great, not look vintage, elite Hall of Fame Russell Wilson. I think he's going to knock it out of the park in Denver. In fact, I think they're a Super Bowl contender, and they didn't have a first-round pick in this one due to obvious reasons, and so we moved to the second round here, and uh, they took 
Nick Bonito, uh, an outside linebacker who just has unbelievable skills. Uh, he's kind of like a lean edge defender. He's got great quickness, awesome body control. And you know what? They added Randy Gregory in the offseason, but the Broncos really needed more pass help, and they get that in Benito. This guy is one of the fastest players to come out of the Big 12 from 2020, um, well, really the last couple of years, and I just thought it was a great pick for Denver. They get much faster on the defensive side. Um, and then just kind of a, 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 you know, not really a sexy draft the rest of the way. In fact, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight picks after that, so nine total, and I was just blown away that maybe the Broncos, with the roster they've already got, I mean, do you really need all the fifth rounders? Do you really need a sixth? Do you really need a seventh? I, I don't know. I mean, when you've got the roster Denver has, I almost would have packaged something up and tried to get a first rounder, you know, get a first, get a second, get a third, one fourth, one fifth, and then that's the end of the draft, because they already have unbelievable players. Maybe they try to, you know, plug and play and fill in a hole, um, you know, on a roster that I think could contend uh, for the Super Bowl here right away. They take Greg Dulcich out of UCLA tight end in the third round. In the fourth round, they take Damari Mathis, Pittsburgh cornerback. Um, fourth round out of Iowa State defensive end. I don't know who this guy is, um, and I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's something close to Ioma Iwazuriki. I have no idea. Uh, Delarin Turner, Yell, Oklahoma safety, fifth round. Then he got Montrell Washington, Sanford wide receiver. Uh, fifth round, Luke Wattenberg out of Washington, a center. <clears throat> Try to beef up that line for Russell Wilson. That's a fifth rounder. Sixth rounder, defensive tackle out of Wa uh, Wisconsin, Matt Henningsen. And then Fan Higgs uh, out of uh, Hicks out of Wisconsin. He's a cornerback taken in the seventh round. So um, look, this team, like I said, they're already locked and loaded. I think, you know, the ownership group, uh, that's going to come in is going to just buy into a, a gold mine, an absolute treasure of a franchise. This is a historic franchise. They've won, what, three, uh, is it three Super Bowls, right? Elwa got two, Peyton Manning, three Super Bowls in team history. Uh, unbelievable fan base, unbelievable stadium, a terrific area, great city, and Russell Wilson's your quarterback now. Uh, and by the way, if, if you looked at the offseason tape of Russell Wilson, how good he looks, I mean... You know, the footwork, he's basically been meeting every single day with all of his teammates to, you know, work out and talk and get to know them. And it's just, he's, that's who he is. And, um, you know, look, the worst thing that he's ever done was go on Dan Patrick and talk about how Seattle didn't, you know, get enough of an offensive line for him. That's the worst thing he's done. That's, I mean, really, Russell Wilson's a class act and Russell Wilson is going to thrive in Denver. He's going to thrive in Denver. Okay. He's got... Major weapons. He has Melvin Gordon III. Javante Williams, unbelievable. He came on last year as a rookie big time. Wide receiver room, pretty good. Pretty good, right? I mean, you got Cortland Sutton. You got Jerry Judy, you know? Um, I, I'm not going to lie, though. I, I, I think I would have I think I would have gone ahead and, and, and packaged up some picks and, and gotten more. I think I would have gotten another receiver. Um, but they do get, again, as I said, faster on the outside, on defense, uh, the defense is a solid group. It's not overwhelming. They're going to have to kind of overachieve a little bit. If this team is going to make a Super Bowl, they're going to need that front and the middle to be really, really good because the secondary 
you know, I think is really, really good. I, I think the secondary is in terrific shape. When you look at all of the corners on this team, Ronald Darby is there. You've got uh, safeties that are really good. Jamar Jack, uh, Johnson is a rookie. They're developing out of Indiana. They got P.J. Locke. Uh, you got to obviously love Patrick Sertan, um, you know, the second who was basically acting as a 10-year vet last year at corner. So great stuff for Denver. The draft was underwhelming. Again, would have made a move, but uh, as it turns out, they just wanted to stockpile. Uh, I don't agree with it because I think that they're close. I would have gone up and maybe gotten an elite player in the first round, but uh, here we sit with Denver and that NFL draft. All right, let's get over to um, the Vegas Raiders, okay? And wow, what an offseason they already had, obviously, with the picking up of Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones and this team. When you look at it, you know, they give Derek Carr the money. They've got, you know, some unbelievable potential on this team. The roster uh, is, is, is pretty good. And so what was interesting was because of all the pickups and, and, and things that they've done and trades and whatnot the last couple of years, they didn't have a pick in the first round or the second round. So in the third round, they picked Dylan Parham, an offensive guard out of Memphis. Um, he's kind of a natural knee bender, right? He's smooth. He gets set. Good first step. Uh, who knows? where uh, Alex Leatherwood will play, right? Since moving from right tackle to right guard, that's a, a definite concern uh, for this for this Vegas team. And then that may obviously affect Dylan uh, Parham out of Memphis. I, I, I think, uh, you know, tackle, guard, uh, he can play uh, both. Uh, and hey, look, even if the Raiders plan to play him at guard, according to a scouting report, they needed to in- address the interior. I mean, how bad was that interior last year, right? Parham's good value, good position pick. And so the Raiders get a guy that they could really use. I got to tell you, I love the Zamir White pick in the fourth round. I mean, if you watch Georgia football, um, you know, look, talked about it ad nauseum about James Cook going to the Bills in the second round. The defense got all the accolades, but there were a couple of tremendous players on the uh, on the offensive side of the football, and that included Zamir White. He's six foot. He's two hundred fifteen pounds. Unbelievable balance. Great body control. Shifty, patient inside runner and uh, great finishing power, and uh, you know what? He's one of those guys who runs for three, but somehow gets five. He's a great fall-forward guy at the end of runs. He flashed after the catch last year. Problem with him, at least, not a polished route runner. Only 17 passes caught you know, in 38 career games. He's got size, he's got toughness, he's got strength to develop into a pass blocker. So those are a few of the areas he needs to work on. We've heard small hands from, from scouting reports on him too, but I'm tired of hearing about that. I'm tired of hearing about what guys can't do in the NFL draft. It gets super old um, you know, to listen to. I want to hear more about what guys can do in the NFL draft. And I think Zamir White's going to be a terrific player. Um, you got Neil Farrell Jr. out of LSU, a defensive tackle taken in the fourth round. Matthew Butler in the fifth round from Tennessee, a defensive tackle. Thayer Munford out of Ohio State, offensive tackle taken in the seventh round. And then Britton Brown from UCLA, a running back in the seventh round. Vegas, um, a little surprising that they went running back twice. Uh, maybe they're looking at future things, but this team right now, uh, gosh, I mean, the AFC is, it's going to be so hard. You know, if you don't win your division, it's going to be so hard to make the playoffs as a wild card, because let's just hypothetically say this, let's say the, let's say the, the division winners are Buffalo. Um, I don't know, Cincy again, I, I, although I think Baltimore or Pittsburgh could come back and win that just because 
you know, it, it, I don't know. I mean, that, that division is, they just beat each other up. It's so physical, but let's say it's Buffalo, Cincinnati. Uh, let's see, East, North, South, and then, um, you know, Tennessee. And then in the West, let's say it's still Kansas city. Okay. All right. Well, from there, We've got the Dolphins, playoff contender. We have Pittsburgh and Baltimore, playoff contenders. Indianapolis, playoff contender. Vegas, Ram, uh, Chargers, and Broncos, playoff. That's seven teams for three spots. It's going to be wild. Wild. Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. We know that that's the, you know, the big trio there. Um, I've talked about it ad nauseum that the trio in the NFL, you need one. Talk about elite quarterback, but then you need the premier position of wide receiver. And hey, if you have a running back too, I mean, look at that trio, right? Look at what the trio did in Green Bay, whether it was, you know, Jones or Dylan and then Adams and, and Rodgers. Now, granted, <clears throat> you know, that team choked like a dog at home uh, in the postseason. You know, not winning um, at home. I mean, I don't know how many shots you can get if you're Aaron Rodgers and how many times you can only look at Devontae Adams. Um, but they've blown it a bunch of times and now Adams is gone. Um, you know, and then you add to the mix, <clears throat> you know, really one of the great tight ends in the game today and Darren Waller, um, you know, solid offensive line again, probably need uh, more work. I think they've got that with who they took uh, in the draft. They got to develop those guys quickly. We know that the defense is, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, a pack of studs, right? I mean, my goodness, uh, this team, this team has Chandler Jones. They have uh, they have Max Crosby. They can put them on opposite sides. Jones can play hybrid linebacker and that edge uh, sort of front man. Um, we know that uh, secondary is 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 still to me a little bit shaky. Again, underwhelming guys are going to have to overachieve, much like Denver. Uh, but man, I mean, this roster is made for the postseason. The question is, can they get through the rubble and make it? Um, you know, because of how challenging. Uh, you know, the AFC is is going to be. I mean, there's just so many good teams, so many great teams, frankly. I I don't even know if you you say good at this point. I think you have to say great. I think I think I think Bron the Broncos are a great team. I think the Chiefs are a great team. I think uh I, I think Cincy's a great team. Uh I think uh Buffalo's a great team. You know, I think potentially good to great in between there somewhere could be Miami if Tua figures it out. Uh could be Baltimore, you know, if they <clears throat> rebound a little bit, um, you know, traded Hollywood Brown, kind of a new era there for weapons for Lamar. Lamar's kind of holding them uh, right at bay uh, to get his money. Um, man, the AFC is going to be wild. It's just going to be wild. Before I get to the final team in the AFC West, which is the Los Angeles Chargers, here is a quick message from our great friends at Burn Dairy. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can Count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Back with you here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and the L and Angus Pub. We move to a third team here uh, on the podcast in our NFL Draft recap version. You know what? After this, I only have uh, you know, four, eight, I have eleven teams left. I'll just have the Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Titans, Colts, Jaguars, 
Texans, Carolina, Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans. Maybe what I'll try to do is do it in three podcasts. I'll do one whole division on the AFC South, one whole division on the NFC South, and then one whole division on everybody non-Pittsburgh for the AFC North. Let's get to the Chargers. Um, Man, again, a, a roster that last year, in my opinion, underachieved. Justin Herbert had a historic season. He's a tremendous player. And you know what? They blew a lot of games, and their head coach is to blame. I mean, Brandon Staley, well-spoken, smart dude, young, good-looking. Guess what? Stop going for it on fourth and a million from your own 21, Holmes. Like, stop doing that. I thought the Chargers had a terrific draft. When you talk about the teams that had the best draft in the NFL, I think you're looking at, like I've mentioned before, Jets, Giants, Chiefs, right, Uh, uh, Eagles, I would put I would put the Chargers right in that in that group in that short list of you know five six seven eight teams max uh, for best drafts in the NFL. They got Zion Johnson out of Boston College in the first round, six three, three hundred twelve pound guy who is absolutely positively the most versatile guy on the offensive line. He can play guard, he can play tackle. He's smooth, great hands. He pushes down. Uh, he's not a mauler in the run game, but he consistently gets into unbelievable position. He rolls the hips, drives the legs, and he does an unbelievable job of reaching and covering on those second-level plays, those assignments that come late into the pocket. He does a great job there. Could play center, really, in the NFL as well. He's listed as an offensive guard. He's a three-position guy. He can play guard. He can play tackle. You could develop him into a center. This was a monster home run pick because Justin Herbert is an elite quarterback. Justin Herbert... is probably a top, I don't know, five quarterback in the NFL right now, right? Top five to seven quarterback. And if you've got a guy like that, you got to keep protecting him over and over and over and over again. I mean, they made commitments to Corey Lindsley, no relation. Uh, They've, they, this team, what a smart pick. What a smart pick. Zion Johnson's going to be unbelievable player. Day one starter fits best at guard, but has played some tackle. As I mentioned, upgrading at right tackle is key for the Chargers. So maybe they could put him there, uh, you know, opposite blindside. So just a great, great pick for uh, the Chargers there. You know, I got to tell you, I love JT Woods out of Baylor, the safety in the third round as well. I mean, this is a big physical guy, um, you know, pretty rangy. You got to love him uh, outside uh, playing, you know, up up in sort of that, uh, you know, that lone ranger type of role. Or uh, you can come up and, and, and you know, really track the run and all the rest. But he plays best over the top. And, um you know, I thought maybe they'd go right tackle, you know, and just keep beefing up the offensive line, but they looked for a safety and they grabbed a versatile playmaker uh, in uh, in JT Woods. 6'2", 200-pounder, pretty good there. Listen, <clears throat> Isaiah Spiller at running back out of Texas A&M at, in the fourth round, you want to talk about ultimate steal, ultimate value pick. I mean, Brees Hall got accolades. James Cook got accolades. Kenneth Walker got accolades. Spiller's really good. He's a game-breaker. He's great catching the ball out of the backfield. Bowling ball type of runner. He can run north south. He can run east west. I mean, wow. Six foot, 220 pounds. Uh, doesn't have like the top, you know, tier end speed. He doesn't have that Brees Hall speed, but <clears throat> he's efficient. He's tough. He's quick enough. Sees the hole. Natural pass catcher. I don't know. This is a great pick. It really is. Otto Agbania out of UCLA, defensive tackle taken in the fifth round. Jamari Saylor. A Salier out of Georgia, an offensive guard. Jasir Taylor out of Wake Forest, a corner taken. Both those last two in the sixth round. And then in the seventh round, Dean Leonard, Ole Miss corner. Uh, and then in the seventh round, Xander Horvath out of Purdue, a fullback. I don't really know a lot uh, about those last five guys. But what I do know a lot about is the L.A. Chargers roster as a whole. And they had a really good draft. I think Johnson's going to kill it. 
Like Woods is going to kill it. I think Spillers is going to kill it. And you add those pieces, right, uh, to really both sides of the ball that already has Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. It already has Keenan Allen. You know, it already has Mike Williams. Uh, it, it, it already has a, a beefed-up offensive line that's really, really good. Uh, their offensive tackles, their guards. I mentioned Corey Lindsley. They have a ton of guys who are, you know, Rashawn Slater. Uh, man, I mean, they they really have the last couple of years. What a great job that the front office has done grabbing guys. I mean, think about this. They get Zion Johnson in the first round this year. Last year, they got Rashawn Slater uh, at right tackle. And you know what? A first rounder at 13 pick overall with Slater on a Northwestern this year, 17th pick first round for uh, you know, for, for Zion Johnson, and now you put those guys on the line together with Lindsley, plus you pick up more weapons, unbelievable. And then in the offseason, <clears throat> you know, in the offseason, you make moves like no tomorrow by trading for Khalil Mack and signing J.C. Jackson. And they had a great offseason. They had a tremendous draft and a terrific free agency period. The L.A. Chargers, there are no excuses now. You must win. You must make the playoffs. I don't care if you win the division. Or you get a wild card spot, but you got to do one or the other. ML Sports Platter here on FL Draft Recaps for the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. Please also download and subscribe and leave feedback in a five star review for this podcast called the ML Sports Platter. You can hear past uh, episodes with the likes of Bob Costas, Baseball Hall of Famers, and best selling authors like Armin Katayan and Ian O'Connor. And we are brought to you by our great friends over at Rosie's Corner. Stop in for Fish Friday each and every week, plus pizza wing combinations for any and all occasions at Rosie's Corner. Order food off the Slice app today. Go ahead and download that to your smartphone device. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, Ken's Auto Detailing, your State Farm agent, Matt Graham, and our great, great friends over at Stumblin' Monkey Brewing Company. Get on over there, Victor and uh, Rochester area, of course. Western New Yorkers, you're going to love the beer at Stumblin' Monkey Brewing Company right there uh, in uh, in Victor. The place is amazing. StumblinMonkeyBeer.com to visit before, you're, uh, before you uh, head in and uh, try the IPAs, the Irish Ale. You get flights, crawlers, growlers, draft beer, you name it. The Amber Ale, delicious. The Kolsch, uh, I've had a few of them. They are absolutely spectacular. Stumble Monkey Brewing Company is the official brewing company of the ML Sports Platter. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.